Welcome to a self-published author's diary. I am Elodie Novodatsky. I write about first time, second chances, things that scare the crap out of me and things that make me laugh out loud. I'll be speaking with you and sharing my adventures in self-publishing, the behind the scenes of writing and the business side of it. And before we get started today, a small message from our sponsor, Anchor. Thanks for listening. Good morning. It is 10.30 in the morning. Plato the dog is snoring next to me, as usual, when I record this podcast. So you might hear him here and there. Yesterday was a very, very exciting day. I had my PET scan in the morning, my scheduled two-year after transplant PET scan, and it showed no signs of malignancy. <laughs> so a very, very big sigh of relief. Yeah, it's uh, the longer I'm away from transplant, the easier it is to a certain extent to not be, as my therapist would put, in the patient world and even though on Tuesday I had moments where I got very very scared and, and worried and everything and some moments are harder than others it was I was not as stressed as I sometimes am but on Wednesday as I was going into the scan I was I was <laughs> I was anxious but it's uh when We got the results um, from my oncologist because my oncologist was amazing. Also now makes sure or has been making sure for the past couple of years that I see him directly after the scan so that he has the preliminary report and I don't get the report overnight or whatever without him talking to the radiologist um, beforehand or seeing the preliminary report or um, things like that. So when he told us that the scan was good, he, as always, mentioned, you know, it's a preliminary report, wait for the full report, but the preliminary report is good. Um, just a few reactive lymph nodes due to my COVID booster that I had on November 1st. And otherwise, everything is fine. Like there has been, there's nothing on the scan. Like there is, <laughs> it's, It's such a relief, such a relief. I don't know, again, how many times I can say it or express exactly how it feels, but it feels amazing. Going back to writing, it also means that yesterday I didn't do a whole lot of writing. Um, we celebrated by going to grab some dinner kebab in Baltimore. If you're around the area and you would like to try dinner kebab, this is not an ad or anything. There is this place called Dinner Bros., And it is delicious. It reminds us of the dinner kebab we used to eat in Germany. And it's amazing. So yeah, so highly recommended if you're in the area. And then we went back home, picked up Play-Doh and celebrated by taking a walk in the park. And it was a beautiful fall day. The colors outside on the trees are gorgeous. And yeah, it was it was a very enjoyable afternoon. 
And we continued the celebration by going to our favorite local restaurant and having a dinner outside there. So, yeah, pretty amazing. It was it was a pretty amazing day. Today, um, this morning, I am back to writing and outlining and doing my coding homework. <laughs> and for tomorrow, I am actually writing. I started writing it on Tuesday. I'm writing an additional epilogue to The Leftover Bride for my newsletter subscribers. And it will also be something that I will automate so that uh, readers who signed up after reading The Leftover Bride in the sign-up link that I have at the end of the book will also get it automatically. So this is what I'm working on for the newsletter. And the main topic of the day today is NetGalley. A little recap about what NetGalley is. So per their website, NetGalley helps publishers and authors promote digital review copies to book advocates and industry professionals. Publishers make digital review copies and audiobook available for the NetGalley community to discover, request, read, and review. And there are a lot of very successful authors who do not use NetGalley. I have used NetGalley in the past in order to gain new readers, to gain new reviews, and that has helped me, I think, in terms of exposure. I have not used NetGalley in terms of like the launching or pre-launch for The Leftover Bride. I didn't have the digital proof ready prior to publication. My goal with NetGalley for The Leftover Bride is really to gain more reviews so that afterwards I can advertise it with more reviews published. Because, again, this is the first book I've published since 2019. And so for readers, I think that it's easier to take a chance on a book or on an author that you may not know or may not remember. And if the book already has quite a few reviews. I, from personal experience, I usually one-click books. If I don't know the author, I usually one-click one books if they have more than a certain number of reviews. So knowing that it's true for me as a reader, knowing that based also on promotional sites that also have a minimum number of reviews that they ask before helping you promote the book, then that's what I'm trying to achieve with NetGalley. So as I think I've mentioned last week that I had put The Leftover Bride on NetGalley by using a co-op where I pay, it's less than $45 or $45 a month for a month of one title. And I'm doing this with Victory Editing so that I have access to the NetGalley dashboard. So I'm the one who is approving or declining the requests for The Leftover Bride. I also get emails when there is a review. So I do not, for this one, I actually do read the reviews and try to see also the main thing I'm also learning with NetGalley in addition to gaining reviews for the book and crossing my fingers the more people read it and review it more people become aware of it it's also interesting because it has you know the question are you interested in the author you know interviews events and would you purchase this book for yourself or a friend and right now i have 75 percent of the reviewers would purchase the book for themselves or a friend 
and I have half of the reviewers who are interested in interacting with the authors when it comes to interviews or events. And I'm going to use this data. This is something that I want to check with Anne beforehand, who runs the co-op. But I do think that those people who said they would be interested in interacting with the author, I'm going to reach out to with one email. That's it. Like they're not, you know, they haven't signed up to my newsletter or anything. So I I'm not going to sign them up for that. Definitely not. But I am going to reach out to them with one email um, mentioning that they've indicated they would be interested in interacting with the author and maybe adding again my my Facebook group, my newsletter and asking them if I can give them anything in terms of some of the bonus content that is available and also maybe a video or something about the leftover bride that they can share or anything, you know, asking them basically if or what they would like from my side in order to help promote the book to their network, um, to their friends, or if they're running a social media account on books, if they would like maybe a postcard or bookmark or something, just so that I can see if I should maybe do like a couple of bookmarks and when I say a couple like make it so that I don't have to pay a lot per bookmark so it's a very low investment in terms of time and money but something that can help the promotion and then another thing that I find very interesting in this is that there is a reason for request and right now based on the votes for that 35% of the people who who request the book is due to its description 29% is due to the cover, which makes me very happy in addition because I designed the cover. I used, as I've mentioned, the couple is created by Najla Kember, but the cover itself I designed. And then 20% is the book title. And then 10% is the author for their reason of requesting. And 6% is I keep hearing about this book. And the fact that it's only 6% for I keep hearing about this book makes me think that it's good also that I've added on to NetGalley so that it can have like a wider reach. So if more people review it, be it on BookBub, I've actually approved um, quite a bit of BookTuber as long as they reviewed romance. And that's basically my main reason if I decline somebody is that in their reviews, they never review romance or they don't mention romance as a um, genre that they enjoy reading and or they don't have any reviews. Like it's it's something where I cannot seem to find where they actually review their books. And so in that case, then I declined the request. I do have quite a few pending requests. I'm still unsure um, what I'm going to do with, but... Right now, it's 115 members have access to the title. And I still have 156 readers who are waiting for me to either decline or accept. And again, with the aim that there are more and more readers who become aware of The Leftover Bride and share, you know, spread the word. I actually got super excited this morning because I got another review from Dan Gali. I don't know if the reviewer actually cross-posted it on Amazon yet which is another thing that I can do with those reviewers who said they would uh, be interested in connecting with the author is that I can also ask them to make sure that they cross-post their reviews on Amazon 
And that particular review this morning was saying that the book definitely made them laugh out loud. And those reviews always make me smile. Like knowing that my book made somebody laugh out loud is something that I'm really treasuring with this book. Like this was my aim was to make people smile and a bonus would make them laugh, like would be to make them laugh. And yeah, reading that a reader laughed out loud. And it's not the first readers who mentioned that they laughed out loud when reading. And then interestingly enough, within the reviews, some people say how the book is, you know, spicy and steamy and like definitely steamier than a Hallmark movie, which it is. And others says it's slight spice, which is it is like basically if you compare the leftover bride with books by you know Tessa Bailey for example her books are much spicier than the leftover bride but the leftover bride is spicier than other rom-coms so yeah it's uh it's exciting and right now the cover rating 55 people have voted on the cover and they all gave it a thumbs up which again is making me feel like for this cover I really really did well I I think I nailed the genre like the rom-com type of books I think it works very well with what's inside the book um, a lot of people say that it's a very cute story it's very heartwarming like I want this book to be very heartwarming even though there are difficult topics in the book I just want it to be heartwarming and just cute and yeah a little bit spicy and funny and um, it seems that I've succeeded in what I set out to do so yeah I'm I'm very excited and so far the NetGalley it had been a while since I had put a book on NetGalley and I'm still you know will figure out in terms of the amount of reviews that I'm getting and on Amazon but also I'm going to try to see if I get a lot more social media exposure thanks to the reviewers that I'm approving who are on Instagram or on TikTok or, you know, cross post their review on those social media platforms that also have a lot of readers. Because as always, when it comes to social media, I published two videos on, I think it was on Tuesday, one where I did not put any hashtag. It was basically me trying out the different voices of the friends characters and I did not put any hashtags I had recorded this video like weeks ago even maybe months ago and it always made me smile like I had shared it with a friend and I had shared it with my husband and um, with my family and it was just something you know that made me that made me laugh and smile and I figured like okay well I still have it in my draft I had hesitated about posting it but I was like okay well I'll just post it because it's funny and it makes me smile and maybe it will make somebody else smile and no hashtag because it was not one of those videos where I'm thinking like oh I'm gonna gain followers out of it and I don't necessarily need a huge reach for it just people who follow me and that video had more than 700 views for context I have about 900 and something like close to a thousand followers I think I have 994 right now on Instagram for my author slash personal kind of Instagram, 
which is, by the way, if you want to follow me, it's at enovodatsky. Novodatsky, it's been forever since I spelled it. It's N-O-W-O-D-S-D-O-G-A-Z-K-I-J. And I had posted a video from The Leftover Bride, All I Want for Christmas. And The Leftover Bride video that I posted, actually, I just checked, just gathered more than 1,000 views. I did use hashtags for that one, but it started very slow on the platform, so I did not think that it would actually take off. But it did. More than 1,000 views. I don't know if there were actually purchases or pages read based on this but it's at least something again that readers if they see it more and more they might remember it so so that's uh that's something I, as I've mentioned I really want to do more often at least once a week and on TikTok though the same video which I posted on TikTok first only gathered 36 views so it was interesting that, you know, so many articles talked about the fact that if you published a TikTok video on Instagram, the algorithm of Instagram might penalize it in a way because it has the TikTok logo. And yet that Instagram video that I created that I just re-uploaded from TikTok, I did change the sound. I used the sound from Instagram for it, but Otherwise, it does have the TikTok logo and everything. And I created it on TikTok. It has more than a thousand views on Instagram and only 36 views on TikTok. So I don't, I don't know why, but this is the way it is. It did not take me very long to make that video. And I think I'm going to keep on doing videos at least once a week, maybe sometimes more than once, that might help more readers discover The Leftover Bride and my other books. I do videos about my other books as well. If I can do it more than once a week, then of course that's great. But at least once a week, I want to do those videos, find some fun music to put in, try to get more readers. In addition to that, with NetGalley and having Instagrammers and book talkers, they're called book talkers, right? <laughs> Review my book. I think it might help with visibility and with the reach of the book and its audience. So yeah, I'm I'm excited to see how that works. And I will let you know if it works or not. NetGalley for me, I think, has been worth it, but we will I will double check with the amount of reviews that I'm getting. I would really like to reach 25 reviews. I have giveaways planned in both my Cosinook, my readers group on Facebook and in my newsletter for when I reach 25 reviews on Amazon. And another reason why I'd like to get 25 reviews is because I would like to do a discounted promo for The Leftover Bride around Black Friday maybe, definitely in December. And I think it will work best if I do have more reviews and more ratings for people to take a chance on the book. And then another interesting thing happened last weekend. On Saturday, I suddenly had a spike in download from my German book In Diesem Einem Sommer, which is the German version of A Summer Like No Other. It's free on all e-retailers. I took that book out of Kindle Select, like on of KDP Select, and I put it for free on all e-retailers. And on Saturday, I suddenly realized that I was, I think it started, I was number 10 on all, or 12 on all free Kindle in Germany. 
And then I reached, well, when I first looked, I was in the top 100, top three Kindle books in Germany. Then I checked a couple of hours later and I was, or uh, in Dizemeinam Zoma was number 12. And then I reached number, I think I reached number two or number one of three Kindle books, ebooks in Germany. And so I had hundreds and hundreds of downloads of a summer like no other in German. And same thing on Apple and Kobo, got a lot of downloads. I tried to see where it came from. Like I checked on Facebook, I checked on Twitter. I tried to check on TikTok, but I didn't, I wasn't quite sure what um, hashtag to use for that. I checked on Google, like I tried to figure out if there was maybe a site or somebody who mentioned it, maybe Amazon sent an email, I have no idea because I was going, you know, I had like a few free downloads every day, but I did not announce it anywhere and it's just took off, kind of like a summer like no other did in English. At some point, it just gathered a lot of downloads and then it just kept on going and kept on going and, and it's still gathering downloads to this day. The interesting thing now for me to figure out is if the second book you know like a summer like noir is the story of nick and m but the first part of the story there is a second part in always second best in german eine zweite chance and i want to see if the read through is going to be the same in german as it is in english It's very high in English, despite the fact that the first book is free, is perma-free, it's always free. When you have a book that's free, you get more downloads usually than if you have a first book that's like 99 cents in a series. But the problem is afterwards is the read-through, because a lot of people download free books and then just leave the free books on their Kindle library and they don't necessarily get to it. I think the urgency is less to read a book that you've downloaded for free than it is for a book that you've actually purchased. Um, that's probably what's happening. So I want to see if the read-through is going to be as high in German as it is in English. I need to give it a couple of weeks. I mean, I've seen already more downloads for the second book in German of Nick and M story. So always second best in German. I have seen more downloads already this week than I had previously. So there is definitely an uptick in sales when it comes to always second best in German, which I am attributing to these big spikes of free download. But I would like to wait and see if that's going to be as successful in terms of read through as it is in, in English. I will let you know how it all works. And Plato the dog is still sleeping. So <laughs> I'm glad my recording did not disturb his sleep. And yeah, I am going to keep on working. I'm going this afternoon, as I said, to work on the epilogue of the additional epilogue of The Leftover Bride, which is told from Sorka's point of view. And then I'm going to edit this podcast and I'm going to try to outline a little bit this afternoon as well. And I'm going to go through my NetGalley requests so yeah, got a lot, big to-do list, a big to-do list that is much easier to do right now with good news yesterday. <laughs> it's, have I mentioned how much of a relief it is? As always, if you have a question about being an indie author or self-publishing or my writing, don't hesitate to send me an email. 
You can send me an email at authorelodinovodetsky at gmail.com. You can also record a question. I will add the link in this episode's description. And thank you for taking the time to listen. If you have a few more seconds, don't hesitate to rate or review this podcast so more people can find it. And to all the writers out there, happy, happy writing. And to everybody, happy reading.